No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see how God leads the children of Israel into a seemingly impossible situation to deliver them and reveal His glory and power. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 14 on Simply the Bible. Many times things are not what they seem. For example, I've made many investments over the years I thought were surefire winners, only to watch them plummet. On the other hand, I've worried that disaster was imminent, only to watch everything work out for good. Today we will see that Israel was in a situation where everything looked disastrous, when in fact God was working out a powerful and complete deliverance for his people. God had brought the children of Israel out from the bondage of Egypt, and now they were traveling through the wilderness toward the promised land. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 14. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn in camp before Piahiroth between Migdal and the sea, opposite Baal-Zephon, and you shall camp before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. God had led the children of Israel away from the Philistine territory to avoid a battle, but now he was leading them into a trap. Pihahiroth and Migdal were two mountain ranges, and God brought them into the valley between them. By the time they reached the Red Sea, they had mountains on both sides and the Red Sea before them. The only way of escape was to return the way they came. God would use this trap to lure Pharaoh to pursue them. Who would think that they were easy prey? In this way, God would triumph over Pharaoh and the Egyptian army so that the remaining Egyptians would know that Yahweh is God, and Pharaoh would never trouble Israel again. Verse 5, Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people, and they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. He also took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, camping by the sea beside Pihahiroth before Baal-Zephon. Now, Pharaoh and the Egyptians had gotten over their initial shock of the loss of their firstborn, and when they realized that the children of Israel with boldness were 
moving forward into the wilderness and not coming back, they said, what have we done? We have let them get away. And the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he took 600 of his best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt. Chariots were the tanks of the day. He also brought his horsemen and army. They went in hot pursuit of Israel, overtaking them as they camped by the Red Sea. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. (laughs) Now, the Israelites saw that this great army was pursuing them, we can understand why they would panic. They were in a trap, defenseless and helpless, and they knew it. It seemed hopeless to them. So they cried out to the Lord, which was good, but then they began attacking Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt? Didn't we tell you to leave us alone? We could have just served the Egyptians, and now we're dead meat. How quickly the children of Israel forgot the bondage and bitterness of Egypt. You know, people think they want to lead, but let me tell you, it isn't easy being a leader. When people aren't happy, who is the first one who they blame? And this was only the beginning of how they would complain against Moses and against the Lord over the next 40 years. In 1 Corinthians 10, the Apostle Paul speaks of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. He says that they were under the cloud that led them, and they passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, Paul writes. And then he lists other things that they experienced in the wilderness and says, Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. There are many lessons for us to glean as we follow the Israelites through their wilderness journey, and we will be pointing these out along the way. You see, we who have trusted in Jesus Christ for our salvation have also been delivered from the bondage of sin. Egypt pictures the world, and Pharaoh pictures Satan, who pursues the believer who has just escaped sin in the world to follow Christ. He launches a counterattack against the new Christian to draw him back into the old life. We should be ready for this attack and prepare ourselves for it. From the natural point of view, It appeared that the children of Israel were in a trap and would soon be wiped out. But the truth was that it was Pharaoh and the Egyptians who were being led by God into the trap. Things are often not as they seem. Verse 13, Now Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. 
The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Moses was a strong and courageous leader before the people. His counsel to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord is essential for all of us to take to heart. For our salvation is of God. He is our deliverer from the bondage of sin and from trouble. He leads us out of this world. He protects us from the evil one. He fights for us. As a pastor, I know many who struggle with sin. Let's be honest, we all struggle with sin in some form. Many are frustrated because they have earnestly sought to turn from their sin only to be a repeat offender. They have tried to do it God's way, but have not been able to overcome. I believe that there is great hope for us in these words of Moses. If we are ready to be done with the flesh, the world, and the devil, then we must stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We must cease from our own efforts of self-improvement and realize that the Lord alone can save us. We must stop trying and start believing that the same one who saved us will sanctify us and completely deliver us from our sins. Therefore, we can hold our peace because he who began the good work in us will bring it to completion. The Israelites feared the Egyptians, but God would use this situation to deliver them completely from the slavery of Egypt and Pharaoh and to prove to them his power and glory. Verse 15, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Now Moses encouraged the people, but then He must have cried out to the Lord because God replied, why are you crying to me? Go forward. You know, there is a time to pray, but there's also a time to move. This was the time to move. Now, if I'd been Moses, it never would have occurred to me to move forward into the Red Sea. And Moses didn't think of this either. But it was exactly what the Lord wanted him to do. As God had used the 10 plagues back in Egypt to glorify himself, so now he would use the Red Sea to gain honor over Pharaoh and his army. The Lord would prove that he is a man of war. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. The pillar of cloud had led them and provided shelter from the hot desert sun, but now it moved behind them along with the angel of God, whom we believe was Christ. The Lord was now their rear guard. The same cloud that was darkness to the Egyptians was light to the Israelites. Through the night, it illuminated their path through the Red Sea while it obscured them from the view of the Egyptians. 
make no mistake. If you have escaped the condemnation of this world and you are on the road to heaven, Satan hates you. He would pursue you with the same vengeance as Pharaoh pursued the children of Israel. But the Lord is your rear guard who stands between you and Satan. He is a shield about you. He equips you with his word, which is a weapon against Satan and a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God sets the boundaries for Satan so that he can only come so far, but no farther. Rather than allowing fear to grip your soul, trust wholeheartedly in the Lord who surrounds you and rejoice in Jesus Christ who delivers you. We will have to wait until tomorrow for the exciting conclusion of this miraculous crossing of the Red Sea. Just remember that regardless of what you are going through right now, things are not always what they appear to be. As with the children of Israel, you may think that disaster is imminent when in fact the Lord is moving to deliver you completely and to glorify himself through you. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. There will be a time to move forward into the Red Sea. But before you can move forward, you must first stand firm in the faith, knowing that God will forgive you, deliver you, and fight for you. The Lord Jesus is able to save you to the uttermost. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next time, we'll examine the miracle of the Red Sea crossing and its significance in our Christian walk. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.